0: Bullshit is everywhere. Bullshit. Bullshit is rampant.
1: Total fucking bullshit. B- b- bullshit. This makes no fucking sense. I mean, it's just bullshit. Fuck. B- b- bullshit this is bullshit,
0: You shouldn't do drugs. I want you to get up right now, go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell.
1: Now, as I was saying, uh, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Uh, If you do them, you're bad. Because drugs are bad, okay? It's a bad thing to do drugs, so so don't be bad. By doing drugs, that'd be bad. Thank you, President Reagan. Welcome back to The Bullshit Filter, episode 3.26. My name is Cameron Riley. Mm -hmm. How are you, Ray? Doing
0: great. Happy to be here. My house hasn't fallen down from the rain or no trees falling on it, so we're all good.
1: Well, I want you to know that if it does fall down, it's probably your own fault for being weak, Ray. <laughs> what? That? Oh, that oh. would have been that would have been Ronald Reagan's theory. It's got nothing to do with right. external events. Uh, it's, it's all the individual's me. Gotcha. decision. Oh. If your house falls down, it's because you were too weak to build a stronger house, like the little pig (laughs) who made his house out of straw, the little American pig. Uh, It's his fault that the big bad wolf came along and blew it down. If that little pig... Had worked harder, mm-hmm. saved his money, right. got a got a good American job <laughs> at a good American manufacturing company before it was moved to Mexico or China. <laughs> that little pig, right, brick house. Uh, so you could have built a brick house. Now you might say, "Well, what would should the little pig do once those manufacturing jobs are moved offshore? Not my problem. <laughs> not my problem. Uh, but you better
0: not commit a crime. Just right."
1: Yeah. yeah, or He's want to get so high hot. to deal with the fact that right. uh, you, you can't eat. Yeah. Um, end of the last episode, we, we, we played a bit of a clip. Um, you, you had previously decided that you were going to just uh, summarize right. the entire one
0: I was going to sp- <laughs> do the Reader's Digest own words. edition. Maybe mm. I could get on a commission, but mm. I think it was wise yep. that you played a sample of it.
1: And it's running a bit long. That's why I eventually cut, yeah. cut in no, and I, said, hey, let me just play I appreciate clip. It. Um So, Reagan's basic thing, uh, as you may recall from last time, his, in this speech in 1982, was listen, the scientists have told us that the reason people use drugs is because they're not happy. We say, fuck that. <laughs> um, science, we don't care. Uh, right. It's just because they're weak and they're evil, right. and the American people have decided yeah. we don't care what the science says. Um, not interested. Speak to the hand because the face ain't listening. What have you done for me lately, <laughs> science? Um, Take your test tubes they say, and well, shove
0: them up your ass. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Science said, Well, we're keeping you alive, you <laughs> daft old cunt. You should be dead by now. <laughs> Cocksucker. <laughs> Um.
0: Uh, yeah, so, so again, this is just the latest phase of Reagan's war on drub- drugs that he's obsessed about. And, he, of course, he's not done. So before they really start going at this again, they start sending more agents into the field because now they've got $125 million of my dollars. Uh, Reagan wants to change the laws to actually help these people when they do go out into the field and, and ramp up the war on drugs.
1: So um, he wants to get rid of something called the exclusionary rule. And we're going to talk about this in more detail a bit later on. But this was a rule that had been around for quite a while in the US. It prevents evidence being used to get a warrant or to search somebody or to arrest somebody that is in violation of the the defendant's constitutional rights. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for example, an illegal wiretap, um, so I'm glad to know that that's never going to happen in yeah. America. Whew, that's the um, or right. getting an anonymous tip and using an anonymous tip to bust somebody—that was actually at one point in time illegal. You couldn't <laughs> act on an anonymous yeah. tip uh, because the theory was if you can arrest somebody over an anonymous tip, cops will just start writing ar- anonymous tips. Or somebody your, your, your next door neighbor doesn't like you. They can just write an anonymous tip, boom, gone. and say, "Oh, this person's selling drugs," yeah. um, and you get arrested and um, fuck your life up. Uh, even if you're not selling drugs, you know, the, the tips have to be credible. Right was the uh, was the, the the thinking of the Supreme Court up until idea. a particular <coughs> point in time where they were like, eh, yeah, "Yeah, credibility, so credibility." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and with the illegal wiretaps, if the FBI used an illegal wiretap to arrest you, the entire case could get thrown out, as they had been for about fifty years at this stage, going right back to J. Edgar Hoover. Right. Um, I think we touched on this briefly in something, maybe in the Cold War show, but Hoover would use illegal wiretaps all the time. Would tap people's phones. Mm-hmm. Um, would hear stuff. Arrest him. It'd go to court. The judge would go. This is an illegal wiretap, uh, not constitutional. Fuck off with this. And by the way, Jay Edgar, cut it out. Stop (laughs) doing illegal wiretaps. (laughs) Hoover would go. Yeah, yeah, whatever, bitch. Go back. Do it again. Do it again. (laughs) do it again until well, finally he went he uh, judge before you before you tell me to stop doing illegal white tapes have a look at the contents of this manila folder <laughs> I just uh, slid across the table to you which is a photo of you banging yeah. your black housemaid in the in the ass yeah. wow. Wow. while she's watching Nazi themed <laughs> porn Nope. And uh, maybe just consider. Just I'm not. It's not. Is that a threat? No, right. no, 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 it's no, not no, a threat. No. It's, it's just. It's, a, it's
0: real. It's a series of events that will happen.
1: If are you threatening me, Hoover? I will put you in jail. Well, before you <laughs> put me in jail for threatening you, have a look at my second Manila vola, <laughs> which is of uh, your wife with the black banging the black maid, <laughs> watching Nazi things. And she's having called. a much better time. Yeah. With the wife. so that was uh, that was Hoover's position <laughs> on illegal wiretaps in courts. Yeah, um, and if you don't believe me, if you think I'm making it up, read uh, Tim Weiner's History of the FBI because it's all in there, <laughs> all in there. Good night, New York- time, Reed. Pulitzer Prize winning New York Times journalist Tim yeah. Weiner's book on the FBI. He's like, yeah, year after year, decade after decade, the courts told Hoover to cut it out, and Hoover was like, "Fuck you, I'm untouchable," and he got away with it. Destroyed Countless Lives uh, Along the way Anywho <clears throat> Cocksucker Because uh, I mean You might go Well if he's catching people Committing crimes Then fair enough But that's not what he would do It's like um, Martin Luther entrapment. King He right. He Well It's not entrapment um, He he. Spied He had people Spying on Martin Luther King mm-hmm. Illegally Right Caught Martin Luther King Banging white women <laughs> Sent photographs of King banging white women to King's wife, right? Yeah. And and with letters saying, King, uh, you you should kill yourself or we'll go public with this. Um, That was the FBI. And that's what the FBI were doing in the 60s. Um. So no, no crime against banging white women. Thank God. Uh, as far as I'm aware, <laughs> and uh, so it wasn't. They weren't just doing this to to you know go after criminals. They were doing it to go after activists, right?
0: Political enemies
1: who may have been doing things that they didn't want their wives to find out about. Wh- who which doesn't? Is, is I did here, today twice. <laughs> And that's all I'm going to say. Once yeah. during the recording of the last episode. <laughs> Did
0: you turn the video on again? Damn it, Cam. I, t- I mean, there was a piece of paper. We'll put it over the camera.
1: It's just yeah. scratch and sniff podcasts. <laughs> that's what we need.
0: <laughs> no, but you're right. He's absolutely, um, he's trying to change all these rules because when these new federal agents or whatever, the uh, prosecutors go out, he wants them to have more authority than they've ever had before. And he is bound and determined to give it to them.
1: Yeah, here he is. i got a clip of him. Hey, I'm a cop, and you will respect my daughter. So, uh, and he wanted to get rid of posse comitatus, as we talked about in the last episode, so soldiers and sailors can make wow. arrest. You are under arrest. Uh, that's how the sailors would have said it. <laughs> He wanted. He wanted new wiretap authority. Right. He wanted to expand preventative detention. Oh, we talked God. about that on earlier episodes. That yeah. was a Nixon thing. So you can go, hey, listen, all those people there, we don't like the cut of their jib, <laughs> long hair, right? Probably going to commit a crime. Let's arrest them now to prevent to prevent them, them exactly. from committing a crime. Exactly. Um Just And began. he wanted to let. He wanted to let cops. Uh huh. Serve on secret grand juries.
0: Well, what's so bad about that?
1: Well, see, the problem with that, Ray, is mm. that cops have an agenda. Oh. So you know, usually, you know, your grand jury is is made up of people that have a, a level of independent jurisprudence. Gotcha. Uh, is that is that how you would say it? Um, well, an independent jury, body. Mark something. Yeah, thank yeah. you. I'm oh. not sure if I use the word juris, jur, jurisprudence. I just like the word, so jurisprudence. Uh, me too. I just like to get it in. Once a day, I like to get it in, and I like to say jurisprudence. Um basically my... Put them together, my, right? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Somebody in a wig and a gown. Oh. Jurisprudence! Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'll where were stick we? My jurus, stick my juris in your prudence. 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 Um, Right, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> secret Oops. grand juries. Um, yeah, you know, so uh, usually in a grand jury, uh, the, the, the suspect isn't even there. Right. And you can just have a trial and say, yeah, he's guilty. Oh, yeah. fuck me. Is Let's he go guilty? through the process. And, right, right, um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. hoops yeah. So they wanted to have cops uh, involved in that. Now... Reagan's Justice Department also wanted the power to be able to confiscate citizens' property, cash, car, house, you name it. Right. Upon suspicion (laughs) of drug trafficking. Jesus Christ. Not proof. Suspicion.
0: Right, so I'm not arrested, you haven't charged me, but you suspect that I'm a drug dealer.
1: Yeah, it's a bit like um, preventative detention. We think (laughs) you might be a drug dealer, so we're going to take all your shit. Now, if you're not, you know, no problem, no harm done. Uh, just you know, pay for a very expensive lawyer with money you don't have for the next couple of years, and uh, you'll get some of it back. Fight the good fight. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll give you a public uh, defender. Don't worry about it. <laughs> who will really, really care? Um, now, the uh, criminal forfeiture uh, was part of the Rico laws from 1970, and there was an addition to that in 1978, but it wasn't enough. Right. Because it didn't let the government take real estate. Um, you couldn't take somebody's home or their marijuana fa- farm or their stash pad. Um, and they wanted to be able to take that. Now, the, the the current laws up until Reagan also prevented the government from seizing assets until after an indictment was returned. Right. So the theory I mean, this is kind of crazy, but fuck, I mean, the, you know, America was a crazy place in the 70s. The the theory was that you had to be found guilty before they could take your stuff. No. Are you serious? Crazy. Crazy. Are you straight up legit? I
0: don't don't know what I'm saying at this point.
1: That that, say what? Uh, uh, It was crazy. Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I'll stop now. I'll stop. Reagan was like, no, listen. We need to be able to confiscate their property well ahead of finding out they're guilty because, yeah. yeah. you know, That's just if an they amplifier. are guilty, right. we don't want them to be living it up. Um, <laughs> Having a
0: good time. So there you like go. So Jefferson. The, he,
1: he, his theory, oh, if anyone was ever guilty, it was George Jefferson. The theory <laughs> was grab the assets first, then right. charge them with something, and then go through a lengthy trial. Now they also wanted new authority never never hinted at before to right. seize substitute assets. <laughs> so these are assets that are completely legitimate haven't been paid for with the results of crime. Right. Ain't tainted. That were equal in value to the tainted goods, exactly. <laughs> right. So okay, you've oh got God. you've got some stuff that you paid for with drug money. You've got some yeah. stuff that you paid for with legitimate money. We're going to pretty much take it all. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing: before you get charged, let alone yeah. indicted. So, in, so in other words,
0: they're using the lower standard of proof, like in civilian um, civil forfeiture, but they're using it for criminal forfeiture. So again, I'm going to come in. I'm going to just even if I sus, if I suspect. I can't prove it yet. I don't have the documents. I don't have the whatever. But the point is, I feel really positive about this. So I'm going to take all your shit. Welcome to America.
1: Yeah. Jesus. The land of freedom. Now, uh, Reagan uh, was prepared to go to battle to get these things because he really, really believed in it. And he knew that he was probably going to have to go to war with Congress to get these things <clears throat> Here comes the fight. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, big fight, big fight with Congress, um, particularly the Democrats. They're going to go to the fucking mattresses over this, fucking man, because Democrats. they believe <laughs> in civil references. rights.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, and oh, the yeah. people. Oh, yeah, they're for yeah. the common man.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: What Absolutely he didn't
1: man. know was that uh, Joe Biden was on his side. Democrat oh. Joe Biden. Now, I I don't know what happened to this Joe Biden guy, Ray. Uh, that uh, name? I, you know, don't know whatever happened to him after the early 80s when uh, he sponsored the Comprehensive Crime Control Act of nineteen eighty four. Um, now he was like Druggies, darkies, uh, Mexicans, uh, hippies, activists, fuck <laughs> them. Let's go after everything they've got. Let's uh, uh, introduce civil asset forfeiture. 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 Hard word to say at this hour <coughs> of the morning. Um, it is. This is where we can go in and take all your stuff, even without waiting for a guilty verdict even without waiting for an indictment. We're just going to go take all your stuff. Joe Biden sponsored this, boys and girls. Democrat, future, happy guy, funny, lovable, Vice President Joe Biden. Potential presidential candidate at some point in the future. Uh, He drove through Reagan's Comprehensive Crime Control Act. Oh, Now, to his credit, he has since said, nah, I probably shouldn't have done that, um, <laughs> and which makes it okay. Because if it there's does. one thing that we know, it's if you drive through cry- uh, uh, legislation that destroys the lives of millions of people. uh right. Particularly your, your own voter base, really, black people in particular. If you say later, oh, shit, that was a blunder. It's okay.
0: <laughs> My bad. Mea culpa.
1: My bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, millionaire yeah. Joe Biden, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. you know, uh, says he's sorry <laughs> for doing that. So, <laughs> listen, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah. Now, we're, we're, I can edit this out, but were all those, whatever he pushed through, was that... One big bill. I'm starting to get my bills mixed up in my head.
1: Uh, yes, it was. But before we get on that, a little bit of Joe Biden bio. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know about right. this. No, please um, tell me. You probably, heard, you probably heard that a couple of years ago, one of his sons uh, died yeah. um, after cancer. a battle with brain cancer. Right. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but did you know that in 1972, a few weeks after he had uh, was elected for the first time. His wife and one-year-old daughter were killed in an automobile accident. No. Uh, while Christmas while Christmas shopping, December 18th. Fuck. Her station wagon was hit by a tractor trailer as she, uh, she pulled out of an intersection. Um, the two sons, Bo and Hunter, were in the car. Uh, They survived, were taken to hospital. Bo had a broken leg. Hunter had a minor skull fracture, but they both recovered. Um, uh, But there you go. So fuck me. I mean, no wonder he wanted to push through uh, crime control legislation a decade later. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, fucking that's rough. That's rough. That
0: is rough, but but on the bullshit filter, we have to be honest and say the laws that he helped push through, which affected, I don't know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people with these – basically, cops can almost do anything they want. Prosecutors can do almost anything they want and fuck up your life, even if you're innocent. I mean, you don't get a pass for that. You can feel sympathy for this guy, but you you don't get it. He doesn't get a pass.
1: You don't get a pass. No, that's right. Yeah, right. I mean, listen, I I think um, people should be able to apologize for past mistakes, politicians included. We all make mistakes. We're all flawed. We all fuck up. Um, But you have to try and right those wrongs, I think. So Mm -hmm. my question is, apology accepted, Joe. What What have you done to try and right those wrongs. That's what I want to see. What is your act of, um, what do you call it? What do attrition? What, what do you call it? Well, no, that's None. just saying, oh, gee, I'm really sorry. Uh, uh, um, re, there's a reword in there somewhere. Rehabilitation? Yeah, maybe. Okay. Anyway, you know what I'm trying to say. What is he actually doing? What have you done it. for me lately? Yeah, my, my act, my, my, my command of the English language in halfway <laughs> through three hours with no coffee <laughs> is failing me. So, um, yeah, Joe pushed this through. Now, here's the other part of this uh, civil asset forfeiture that you need to understand, and this is still going on today, and I know John Oliver did a big expose on this a couple of years ago on his show. Uh, it's a massive problem. Um under the Federal Equitable Sharing Program... Right. Local and state police get up to 80% of the value of the funds that they seize. Ah. Pay me. So you you can cut budgets, as Reagan did uh, in, in some departments. You can cut budgets to... Uh, well, at a local and state level, they were just cutting budgets and then uh, they were cutting back on policing budgets, but say, hey, listen, 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 listen. No, you're not listening. (laughs) Listen. Go take the people's shit. Right. And then you get to keep their shit and you get to sell their assets and that's how you're going to fund your department. Yeah. And they go, well, what if they're innocent? Well, that's that's their problem. That's their problem if they're innocent. <laughs> Just take their shit. It
0: really is. You know, we have
1: it really is. We have a we have a legal system. It works if they're innocent that we will find them. But what about innocent until proven guilty? Well, you know. Yeah, that, but hmm. <laughs> that was their response. Yeah, but, mm. oh look. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's a classic Jerry Seinfeld thing. "Hey, did I tell you I bought a boat?" Really? A boat? Yeah, yeah. That's what he says. Whatever you need to change the subject, you just say, hey, did I tell you I bought a boat? (laughs) Um, It just changes the topic, right? Um, But Joe (laughs) didn't stop there either. Joe was like, fuck, that was fun. Then he helped push through the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986, which ratcheted up the penalties for drug crimes. Um, It also created a big differentiation between crack and powder cocaine even though they're both pretty much the same thing pharmacologically, he Mm -hmm. uh, pushed through this law so someone would need to possess 100 times the amount of powder cocaine. Powder cocaine is your good old-fashioned line it up with a fucking razor blade on a mirror, (laughs) snort it with a fucking rolled-up $100 bill cocaine. It's white man's cocaine. Right, right. White man cocaine. White man party. Um. And crack cocaine, Uh very different. Obviously, you you, you know, sort of, you burn it, you inject it, whatever. Um, Yeah, the criminal sentences were a hundred times stronger for possession of crack than they were for white man, rich white man, cocaine. Again, who do you have to thank, Granddad Joe Biden? So, of course, crack, more commonly used by your black. Poor Americans, right. but uh, so you know, Joe was like, Well, listen, why should a rich white man go to jail for coke? Uh, that's not right. right. Let's make it tougher for black people. It shouldn't be equal, no sentencing, not here, even separate, but equal. even though they're pretty much the same right. thing. <laughs> um, and then he didn't stop there, you know, 80, 80, what was it, the first one did I say, 84, 86, 88. He co-sponsored the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1988, which made it even harder. uh, Harder prison sentences for drug possession. So I guess the reason I'm saying this is I don't want everyone to think that this is a Republican thing. uh, That it was just the Republicans that were going after, uh, at this stage, as of the 80s, going after drugs. It was bipartisan. All the way. It was, yeah, both parties were like... Yeah, this drug thing. Um, this is it. We don't want we don't want Americans to be happy, right. um, because if they're happy, how do you scare people right. into funding you know you know emergency third world wars that put money in the coffers of the corporations who are our local constituents who fund the military industrial complex? If they're happy and enlightened, yeah, and feel you know, safe, if people. And and if people are taking LSD and they're going, Wow, man, like it's all one. This whole construct <laughs> I is can, an illusion. I can see it. And really we're all one. So I don't right. want to go around and kill no. people on the other side of the planet. No, I'm not gonna vote for your appropriations bill. Right. Um that's you know, then what's what? not cool, man? Then the American economy is gonna tank and we can't have that. So Got to keep the drugs out of the hands of the people. Keep them scared. Keep them miserable. That's what America was built on by the founding fathers.
0: <laughs> well, you said this in a couple episodes ago, but to, but to zoom out for a little bit, I mean, this is the 1980s. There, There is a sense that we're winning the Cold War. The, the Soviet Union seems to be on its last legs. They're trying to keep up with us and spending and stuff like that. It's not working. There are cracks in their system. So it, it looks like we're, you know so that's not the threat that it used to be um, so again people people are just um, focused on other things and, and just to add on to what you were saying about the difference between uh, cocaine and crack I mean during the mid early and mid 1980s cocaine use was going up its price was coming down celebrities were being arrested for it occasionally died but celebrities were being arrested for it so it's cool it's mostly a white drug so again that's cool that's okay that means it's okay it's It's your success. If you can make it this far where you can do cocaine, then you must be a success. And the government, as we've said, ad nauseum is is shutting down pot so much. Maybe people are trying cocaine for the first time because the the government's going after uh, making a really big deal about marijuana. So like Rick James said, cocaine is one hell of a drug. And it's starting to come up through the 1980s. And now the government's trying to deal with that as as well. Because I think it was, was it the 1970s? or Nixon's time when cocaine, or maybe before that, but cocaine just wasn't that big of a deal. It was all about pot.
1: Well, you know, I've got some interesting stats here mm-hmm. that suggest that um, if you go back to uh, the 60s, do you know what percentage of the population was using illicit drugs?
0: Uh, just every, every drug that's illegal? Um, uh, mm-hmm. 15%. I have no idea.
1: About one point three percent. So this is in this is in the sixties right. during the the height of the hippie movement, Woodstock, off. people are smoking weed, yeah. the whole deal. Um, of course, things got much much worse over the next twenty uh, odd years. In nineteen eighty four, do you know what percentage of the population was using illicit drugs?
0: Okay, I feel like I'm being
1: tricked. I'm going to go with three percent. One point three percent. Do you know? And that, but in the last thirty years. What? Oh, man, we've been fighting the war on drugs, yeah. gangbusters. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what the percentage of the population okay. that uses illicit drugs in the United States is today? Anything but 1.3%. It's about 1.3%. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, there's some debate over this is about using them on a regular basis. You might have a you know occasional joint or an occasional toke or drop ecstasy at a rave or whatever yeah. it is, but it? use them on a regular basis. Right. Now, there the, it's hard to measure that, of course. I've seen some stats that say 1.3%. I've seen some other stats. Our world in data.org says it's about 2.5%. Still. But the bottom line is it hasn't changed. Over decades and decades and decades of war on drugs this and war on drugs that and blah blah. Population gets bigger, of course, so the you know, that that the total number goes sure. up. But still essentially we have enough data now. We can look back and go, you know, about one or two percent of people use drugs on a regular basis. Hmm. Always has been that way, always will <laughs> be that right. way. Even if they're the make it themselves. Yeah, maybe we need to think about the fact that like 1% of the population are psychopaths. By the way, check out my new book, The Psychopath Economy. Cool. Not available anywhere yet, but it will be. Uh, If you go up to my blog, cameronrolley.com, you can see uh, a link to download the first couple of chapters for free. Nice. Read it. Go to a survey form. Tell me what you think. What do you like? What do you not like? Would you like to read the whole book? If you say no, I'm not going to publish it, I'll just uh, Banksy it. Oh, there you go. But if you. If you'd like to read it, one say yes, I can then give that survey to a publisher right. and say, hey, listen, you know, here's a thousand people that want to read it. Yeah. Uh, maybe publish the me. fucking thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, 1%, 2% of the population are psychopaths, 1% of the population, 2% use drugs on a regular basis. So.
0: I'm sorry, and I'll do this real quick, because this is just pissing me off. So, hundreds of millions of dollars, we're destroying the Fourth Amendment, we're ruining lives, we're getting the military involved, we're bringing the FBI, and we're, we're breaking the rules down left and right, the Supreme Court's involved in all of this stuff, and it's over roughly 2% of the people doing drugs, of which some of those drugs are pot, and as far as we know, not dangerous.
1: That's it. Yeah, that's it. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But at this juncture, well, up until recently when they went, you know what, marijuana, we've been telling you for 70 years it's bad. <laughs> Not bad. Don't worry about it. Go back to what you're doing. Um, but up until recently, and there was decades and decades and decades and decades of fear-mongering around this sort of stuff. So it was an easy target to go after, and it filled the coffers. Um, so anyway... That was what was going on then. Um, and then uh, there was a guy called Stephen Jacobs that went to visit Carlton Turner. Now, Stephen Jacobs uh, ha- was in the PR at the time. Yeah. I think he had his own PR agency. Um, worked for Barry and Stan, Inc. <coughs> before that. Um, <laughs> He had been in Jimmy Carter's energy department, uh, managing public relations, back in the day. And when he was there, he'd come up with the idea of a comic book. Oh. Financed entirely by the Campbell Soup Company. Right. Which would uh, be the story about a superhero, uh, a supervillain, really, energy waster. Oh, bastard. And what you needed to do to fight uh, the supervillain energy waster. So that was his great idea. Comics. Kids love comics. Let's make a comic for the kids. So, Carlton Turner, Reagan's drug advisor, calls Stephen Jacobs in and says, Hey, listen, got any new ideas? He goes, Fuck me. I'm glad you asked. I do have a new idea. What is it? Let's make a comic book about. Uh uh. No, wait, wait. No, not about Energy Waster. No. Please, done that. Never, I never go back to the world twice. Right. Uh, Comic book about. Drugs. Oh. They went, fuck, that's a great idea.
0: I mean, w- um, I was just going to say, Carlton Turner said, now look, I've got to give you the bad news. We love your idea. First of all, love the idea. We don't have any money. We, we can't get to any money. There's going to be no federal funding this because we're giving it all to the military to try to find drug smugglers. But the point is, the First Lady wants to make this her issue. She needs something solid. This is a great idea. It targets kids. Let's fucking go for it. But you're not getting any money from us. Can you still do it?
1: <laughs> he was like, absolutely. But hold on. Let's go back a step. Uh, right? Let's go back a step. You don't have any money. You just gave $200 million to the Pentagon this year, to fight the drug this war. Year. You, you're the drug czar. <laughs> right. Official. Now. Why don't you have any money? He said, look, it's complicated. It is. It is um, complicated. Yeah. Complicated. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why he didn't have any money. But anyway, uh, they, he said, look, not a problem. Uh, I'll go to Campbell's Soup. And they said, well, yeah. They went to Campbell's Soup. They said, no, no. Like, we like drugs. <laughs> yeah. We're what, doing do you, it right what do you now. mean? They go well. <laughs> when people smoke a lot of weed, yeah, when they get hungry. They eat soup. It's good for us. No, no, <laughs> we don't. We don't want to do that. So um, he came up with the idea of a comic uh, that he, he got sponsored by Keebler Cookie Company. Now they're doing drugs too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would think that the Cookie Company.
0: <laughs> so no, we need them doing drugs. Business is never. And been that's better. actually yeah.
1: But that was the genius, and I'll get into that in a second. But the reason they like the idea of comics is that comics are all about black and white, good versus evil, binary situations, right? Right. And that's how the Reagan administration viewed drugs. Drug ah. pushes and drug users are bad, okay? <laughs> uh, people <laughs> trying to stop the drug users and the pushes are good. Yes, and kind. Uh, Okay? It's that simple. Right. We don't like complexity. Science, <laughs> perish the thought. uh, Math. You know, we we don't have to we don't have to want to think too hard about this. Let's just pray. say Let's just these guys are bad, these guys are good. Yeah, right. pray. I thought
0: I thought you now, were, the, I'm sorry. I just thought you were going to say that when he said I had this idea for a comic book, that's brilliant. Good versus evil, black versus white, in this case literally.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what they were thinking. <laughs> oh, black versus white. That sounds like our kind of Dial me in. Medium. Yeah, yeah. Now, at the time, DC Comics had a relatively new title called The New Teen Titans. Yeah. Which, funnily enough, hit TV show just came out like this month. uh, And they have a movie. Oh, really? A movie too? Yeah. Um, TV show about the same characters, Teen Titans. uh, Never grow up. Dick Grayson, a.k.a. Robin, Starfire, Raven, Beast Boy... is my nickname right. in uh, in uh, high school. Um, Hawk Dove. Right. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fucking, I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. it. I've heard i read I read a brief review of the TV show this one the first episode and said yeah, it's terrible. But a lot of swearing apparently. What? So uh, we should probably we might like it. Yeah. Apparently a lot of swearing. But not back in 83 yeah. or 85 or whenever this is. Yeah. So it was the biggest selling comic amongst fourth, fifth, and sixth graders. Target audience. And the government was like, these are also our biggest drug users. Um, <laughs> 10, 11, 12 year olds. I can prove it. Terrible. Yeah. It's horrible. Oh, yeah. They're injecting fucking crack into their eyeballs. The I know says it's so. true. Yeah. I read about it in the Washington Post. <laughs> um Bob Woodward true. swears it's true. true. Fucking the Nobel Prize committee gave us the Nobel Prize for this story. Must be true. They're injecting drugs into the eyeballs of children. We have to use comics to get to the kids. They said, <laughs> right, right. So Stephen Jacobs came out with an uh, came up with an anti drug storyline uh, for the new Teen Titans, and it was sponsored, as I said, by Keebler. Cookie Company, now not being an American, yep. never heard of them before, but apparently they're uh, a real thing and they're still going, Ray. Oh, are yeah. you a big Keebler cookie consumer?
0: I used to be, but it's got a lot of starch, a lot of salt and a lot of sugar. It will fucking kill you if you give it a chance. No, but I used to, the little the little guy with the hat and up in his tree and uh, the, the, the elves are in the tree making the cookies. Uh, the commercials are on all the time. Uh, big fan back in the 80s, but had to let it go or I would have died in my 60s.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the names of any of these uh, cookie. Uh, you're not missing out. Products, you're not missing out. Um, Your cookies there are you better. Go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fucking everything's better in this country, <laughs> man. Because we use real sugar. This this shit's probably made with corn yeah. corn syrup. Yeah. Um, fucking Americans, you do not understand what it's like to have real.
0: I just have to take this moment apropos of barely anything and just say, when I was with you in Vegas and we went by Starbucks and we had an early morning show to record and we get in line, you get your coffee, you turn around, you take one sip and you say in a really loud voice, God, that tastes like shit. I was, I was just so not humiliated or embarrassed at all to be standing next to you.
1: (laughs) Every person we can walk away. It's the fucking worst. <laughs> Americans, like... <laughs> I know I'm going to get criticised for hating America. By the way, I don't know if you know this. I haven't told you this. I am currently filling out my application for American citizenship. No. Uh, good luck with that. Well, permanent, permanent residency. Do you need anyway, a sponsor? Because I'm, I'm here if you need me. Got one. Okay. Married one. Oh, that's a good point. Well... My my eldest son, uh, well, one of my two eldest sons, just turned eighteen yesterday. My boys um, had 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 my first uh, whiskey drink with them the night before.
0: Nice. They came
1: over. We we had a sip of uh, Talisker Ten Single Malt. It was a lovely moment. Nice. Um, But uh, 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 Hunter uh, wants to move wants to move to the US, and we worked out recently that Chrissy, as his stepmother, can sponsor him. so I figured, well, fuck, I guess I'm doing the paperwork. I might as well do it as well. Yeah, just do one um, more. Just in case. Just in case we need to move there. I'll have my... And I figure if I'm a citizen, um, people can't fucking keep criticizing me on being anti-American. Say, I go, hey, bitch, I'm an American, so shut right. the fuck up. Right. You
0: don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and going back to the coffee for a second, I don't know shit about coffee. I drink it for the caffeine, but Heather is a connoisseur, and she absolutely agrees with you that Australian coffee is like a billion times better than any American coffee she's ever had.
1: Yeah, look, you get bad coffee here, and you get good coffee there, but generally speaking, uh, my experience has been coffee here is much better than coffee over there. Uh, and same with sugar price because we have sugar in them. now. I don't eat sugar, as you know, uh, because it's. Bam. But uh, if I was going to, except for my birthday, Chris, Chrissy made me a cheesecake. It's oh, the nice. only thing I asked. she says, what do you want for your birthday? I go, homemade cheesecake and a bottle of scotch.
0: Not a threesome? No, I'll take the cheesecake and the scotch, but thanks for asking.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my one time a year. I'll actually, eat cheesecake and, bo- and drink. That's actually, we will have a
0: threesome with the
1: cheesecake yeah, and the bottle of With scotch. the cheesecake and the bottle of scotch, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Werewolf? And two hookers. <laughs>
1: going to smear uh, oh, the cheesecake on the hookers. Uh, yeah. And drink the scotch. Um, Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> Keebler. Yeah. So Keebler. Now, very cunning. i got to hand it to the Keebler folks. On the surface, you might think that they're uh, anti-drug, but yeah, no, the they were super this. smart. Oh, okay. Super smart. They go, kids are going to be reading about this. They're going to go, drugs, that looks cool. And then they're going to see a Keebler right in front of them, and they're going to go, "Oh, because they're six years old." Yeah, what do they know? Ten, they're gone. Never heard of drugs before, <laughs> Dad. What's this comic? Thanks, Mum. Oh, well, drugs. Gee, that looks cool. Superheroes talking about doing drugs. What? No. Um, by the way, I'm not reading the comic because I'm a kid. I'm looking at the pictures, right? Um, and then I see Keebler, and I'm going to go buy me some now cookies. Some cookies. Now, um, the the terms of the deal of this sponsorship was um, they couldn't put any ads in the comics, but the trademark Keebler elf (laughs) could pop up in the margins and say things like, at this point in her life, drugs were more important to Anna than anything else. Have you ever thought about what things are most important to you? Have you tried drugs? Maybe you should try some now and then go buy some cookies. (laughs) That's a big margin. It's brilliant. Now though. I got yeah. this is all brilliant because if there's one thing that you want in a civilized society, right? right mm-hmm. It's corporate-sponsored government propaganda <laughs> disguised as children's entertainment products. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the founding fathers would have shit The original right tax dodgers when they were writing a constitution. Yeah, the original draft said uh yeah yeah life liberty pursuit of happiness all that nonsense um keep the slaves that's fine uh don't let women vote um and <laughs> yeah one day our big dream for this new land of ours this new nation is that you will use government funds <laughs> to create propaganda to sell corporate products oh, to the children right
0: No soul, just profit, just brainwashing, just control. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine.
1: Now, the first comic uh, entitled
0: Plague!
1: Oh, God! uh, Appeared in 1983. Um... Uh, I tried my hardest to get a copy of this to read it, could not get it. You, you, you could buy them on eBay for like $250 a fucking copy. Steal uh it. Couldn't find an uh, like a PDF of it. Right. Uh, I did see some snippets of it, though, like people have scanned pages, so I read little bits and pieces of it. But apparently in it the drug dealers are portrayed as leather-jacketed, sunglass-wearing... <laughs> creeps who (laughs) lurk around um, schoolyards, a bit like Catholic priests, right? or as uh, businessmen in limousines with uh, Ray-Bans on uh, who are laughing when their (laughs) children customers die and then escape in fleets of black helicopters.
0: I don't want my 10-year-old to see that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Now... Nobody in the comics uh, were doing drugs uh, for any reasons other than peer pressure oh. or just weak moral fiber or the predatory tactics of drug dealers. There's nothing in it about here's Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy is growing up in a home where his father can't work. Yeah. Because uh, he's black. He's a and, you know, he's fourth generation, fifth generation poverty because his great, 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 great grandparents were slaves mm-hmm. on Thomas Jefferson's farm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we've been. And then But it's a good New end in slavery But then we gave The South Complete control Over how they Treated black people Afterwards So We we had uh, You know Segregation For the next uh, 60 years Um, But You know Yeah That's That's why Jimmy's parents Are doing drugs And so Jimmy's doing drugs As well Because Quite frankly He's fucking miserable And drugs Are the only thing That give him Any happiness Oh Um but no, none of that. Now, of course, uh, the Teen Titans uh, found the pushers and and beat them up yes. because violence is how we solve things uh, in America. That's <laughs> the one lesson. It's if, if one thing the founding fathers wanted you to teach the children. It's that Beta. violence solves everything. Um, yeah. There was a girl in it who says uh, she's taken pot, hash, uppers, downers, cocaine, and PCP. That's a part I'm of I'm a here. druggie, yes, and I'm going to stop. And, and, you know, sure the kids of America reading that, so, well, that's a shopping list, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a bucket list. Got to do pot, hash, uppers, downers, cocaine, and PCP all in the next six months.
0: If you've done those, you now, probably can't stop at this point. But good for her for trying.
1: What did Nancy Reagan think of the comic, Ray?
0: Oh, she thought it was fucking awesome. She's like, this is great. This matches my husband's uh, campaign, his drug awareness campaign. Put this material together and generous corporations paid for it. This is wonderful. The kids love it. They're going to read it. My message is getting out of there. I think I'm a little wet.
1: Uh, And what did she do? What was her contribution to the comic?
0: Oh, I i don't know i just read that the white house was happy with the comic book because like some things other people that's happened in the past um none of the people in the comic that are the heroes could actually you know get arrested for doing drugs because it's all just comics but i don't know what she contributed to this particular comic
1: mm, well, she wrote a letter that went in the inside front cover wow. of the comic. Wow. Urging kids to join the battle against drug abuse and reminding them that the president feels as strongly as I do about winning this battle. His drug awareness campaign puts this material together and generous corporations paid for oh, it.
0: that's nice.
1: Um, now, the drug awareness campaign wasn't a real thing, <laughs> um, but they did get money out of... Generous corporations, yes. Also, the Sultan of Brunei donated $500,000. Damn, that's a lot of comic books. uh, To the uh, National Federation of Parents for Drug-Free Youth. Right. Um, You know, run by completely, completely independent (laughs) mums and dads of America. Uh, and by that, I mean the wife of the chairman of the Republican National <laughs> Committee. Um, her salary was $495,000. Oh, my God. And uh, I'm just making that up. Oh, I don't know what her salary the was. But him. yes, yeah. obviously her salary to run this thing was getting paid by the Sultan of Brunei. I think he might have needed now, something
0: from Washington.
1: Yeah. Yeah, why would the Sultan of Brunei uh, f- be you know, funding uh, this uh, initiative, Ray? Right? What's it got to do with the Sultan of Brunei?
0: I don't know, but let me answer your question with another question. Why would I purposefully stay at one of Trump's uh, resorts and spend a lot of money?
1: Uh, I don't know. Why would you? To curry favor.
0: No, I, I just assumed that's what it was.
1: Oh yeah, to carry favour. Do you know where Brunei is? If 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 I Brunei, if I said to you, Ray, go to Brunei. Yeah, where where would you go? What uh, part of the world? What continent? I I don't even know
0: Brunei. God, I used to know when I was in school and I had to learn shit.
1: Do you want to take a guess?
0: Uh, you said the yeah. Sultan is at the Middle East. I don't know.
1: Mm, um, the Middle East slash, you know, Asian. about ten, mi- 10 minutes north of Australia. Okay. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so why did he donate a shit ton of money?
1: I don't know. I didn't go that deep. Didn't Curry, dig down into that hole. But, yeah, something. There's yeah. something going on there yeah. at the time. I don't know. He probably wanted to buy some fucking bombs. Um and uh, they said, well, you're not allowed to buy bombs, but uh, okay. If you donate this money, you'll get something. <laughs> we'll just, we know that's our diplomacy, works. right? Brunei is um, sort of in the, the South China Sea, uh, around about the same place, you know, sort of where Malaysia, Indonesia is, in the archipelago right. of islands around there. Um, it was controlled by the United Kingdom. Kingdom until 1984. Wow, mm. convenient. Because uh, you know, uh, democracy and freedom <laughs> is what's important to the British. Isn't it? Um, and they they had to control Brunei uh, to make sure that they were exercising their freedom correctly. Is right. how it worked. They were became a British protectorate. I love that word protectorate. <laughs> you colonising it? No, 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 no Governor. From We're just protecting it, Governor. From no, no, no. You got it. you got it all wrong, Gov. Um, in 1888, um, and the Japanese occupied it during World War Two, and uh, the, then you know after that, the the British took control of it again uh, until the 80s. Unbelievable, un fucking yeah. believable. Jeez. Mm.
0: Um, before we leave, the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1986. Just a couple of stats, in case you know, in case you're still not.
1: No, 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 wait, 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 yeah. wait. Okay. Nancy still on Nancy, Nancy Reagan. Okay, so, so go ahead. Um, through money, uh, got the Sultan of Brunei to throw money at her friend. Right. Her friends' little organisation. Now there was a whole bunch of real parent groups pushing the anti-drug message. They got they got nothing. Oh. Um, they're very unhappy about this. By the way, the National Federation of Parents for Drug-Free Youth spent most of that money, apart from paying the salary of this woman, um, to uh, unseat Democrats. So they <laughs> use the money in local campaigns oh against God. to support candidates against Democrats. Now, um, the Reagans got other wealthy supporters to donate money to the First Lady's cause. Most of that went straight to the Nancy Reagan Drug Abuse Fund. Um, one of those donations came from the Saudi king, King Fahad, who gave the... Nancy Reagan drug abuse fund $1 million. Shit. At the same time as the Reagan administration was considering the Saudis' request for AWACS planes that yeah. I mentioned earlier just, on. Just a coincidence. Just a coincidence yeah. that uh, they, their approval for these planes got approved just after King Fahd <laughs> donated the money. A bit like uh, we talked about on the Bullshit Filter news show recently. Uh, New York uh, Attorney General decided not to prosecute Harvey right. Weinstein just after Weinstein's lawyers contributed to his election campaign. <laughs> nothing nothing dodgy about that at all. Just a coincidence. Uh, just a happy coincidence. I don't coincidence. know what you're talking about. Exactly. Now, by the end of the Reagan presidency, Nancy Reagan's drug abuse fund had $5 million in it. Right. And according to Kitty Kelly, who wrote the biography on Nancy Reagan... Only about 10% of that money was distributed to drug abuse courses. The rest, at the end of the presidency, was transferred to the Nancy Reagan Foundation in Los Angeles, where it sat for a very long time. <laughs> God. Now, on July 4th, 1984, yeah. Nancy Reagan visited the Longfellow Elementary School in Oakland, California, where a bunch of fourth graders. Had been pulled away <laughs> from their Fourth of July celebrations <laughs> to listen to the First Lady talk about the nation's drug problem. Right? Uh, they were like, "Miss, yes, Tommy, what, what's a drug? Shut up, Tommy! You know what it is. You're the fucking worst. I know. I can see the track marks in your <laughs> in your arm, Tommy, on Between the bottom your of toes. your feet. Take your shoes off, yeah, Tommy. Let me let me slap check you, but." But I'm only 10 years old. <laughs> Fucking, yeah, I know, don't. Do you want to Pull see 11? With me, Do you want to make it to 11? Yeah. Fucking yeah. with me, Tommy. A lot of reporters there, cameras there. Um, U.S. Attorney Joseph Rossiniello. Nice name. Was there. Yeah. Yeah. Jo- Joey, Ru- Joey Russ. Jo- Joey Russ. Who's <laughs> who? <was laughs> um, yeah. First lady sat around and talked to the kids about the dangers of drinking alcohol and taking drugs. A fourth grader mm-hmm. in the room staged asked Mrs. Reagan what he should do if his friends pressed him to smoke pot.
0: (laughs) And she said, remember the golden rule, puff, puff, pass. If you don't do that, you won't have any friends.
1: (laughs) What the fuck? Like a 10-year-old is going to ask that question.
0: not going to. This
1: was clearly staged. Clearly staged. Anyway, she uttered the magic words... Just say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, I mentioned earlier on that the Ad Council had come up with the say no to drugs campaign and it did not really got yeah, anywhere. No one, no one paid much attention to it. Yeah. Um, but just say no, Nancy Reagan said, and that was the magic ingredient. It reduced a very complex argument down to three words. Now, that's something that I always tell my clients in my marketing business. Yeah. Secret to any good marketing message, you've got to get it down to three words in a picture. Right. Think of Nancy Reagan. Because that, that's about all people <sighs> can take in. is what? about three words. Were, no, seriously. Then
0: we're moving on. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. You ask them to read a fourth word. No. Their brains go, oh, fuck, really? I don't have time for it. <laughs> Three words you can get away with. Stop the boats. Right. Uh, That's another Australian one. Yeah. Make America great again. Yeah. Lucky you got away with the (laughs) again, I would have said. Too many words, Donnie. Just, just. America great again. Just make America again. Yeah. In your end. I would have left out the great, you know. uh, uh, fuck, there's a lot of them. Think different is the one I always come up with, which Thank was obviously God. the Apple one, yeah. which was brilliant, which was ripped off of the old Volkswagen one, Think Small ah. from the 60s. Um, two words better than three, three words better than four. Just do it. Pigs are better than sheep. Um, <laughs> sheep is better than nothing in a, on a stormy night. <laughs> and who's going to talk?
0: Amen, brother. So
1: the problem with this just say no is it reduced something that's incredibly complicated down to a single word really just right. say no right don't talk about why people use drugs don't ask why beer and and bourbon are legal drugs <laughs> while marijuana and cocaine are not right don't talk about the difference between drug use and drug abuse Don't talk about the tendency of prohibition to promote violence and the use of stronger and more dangerous drugs Mm -hmm. because they're not being uh, uh, administered or or prescribed by medical professionals, health professionals, psychiatrists, doctors, etc., and that it gets pushed to the the underground criminal community who really don't have a duty of care to their patients. Don't talk about the lives and the taxpayer dollars and the civil liberties that are sacrificed for the drug race war. Don't talk about the culture and race wars yeah. that come under the drug war battle flag. Don't talk about the medical potential of some Ooh, of these illegal drugs one. and psychiatry and, and psychotherapy. Don't talk about it at all. Stay Just say no.
0: Yeah, and I, I like the one about agree. some of these drugs might have um, might have potential. I mean, you have to do tests, you have to alter them, you have to experiment. The point is that all that gets shut down, like you said earlier, black, white, good or bad. That's how the Reagans think. That's how they want everybody else to think. So I think we'll leave it there. Um, oh, before we do, me, before we do, j- just since we were talking about the uh, anti-abuse drug uh, law of 1986. And all of the, the different uh, powers that the cops were given, just, just know that in 1986, America, the United States of America, was 84% white, 12% black. But at this point, there are more blacks in jail than there are whites. And just after the election in November of 1986, Reagan, who made all these wonderful speeches, cut a billion dollars from the $4 billion drug war. And, of course, most of that was going to go to uh, treatment budgets and stuff like that and grants uh, to, to police, state and local police. But he quietly cut it out there. So he made all these promises, take some of it back. But he's got what he wants. There is now more blacks in jail than whites. The race war is going along just fine. we
1: were talking about 1984 a minute ago. How did we get to 1986?
0: Oh, I thought we, we were talking about Joe Biden and the anti-drug abuse that was act. just.
1: I was just talking about how drug he pushed oh. that he didn't stop in 1984, but we're no, not he went dealing on. with 1986. Yeah. Well, I figured 1986 wasn't. Fucking Reader's Digest. No, stop it, Reader's Digest. RD. But I want on the commission. I'm to want... call you RD. <laughs> Fucking hell. Let me read a review. Um, this is from Faux Bolo H in the United States. Uh, a unique take on what's going on in the world. Very current with views expressed which try to go behind the surface, not right, not left, just in the messy middle, well worth a listen. Thank you, Bolo H. Thank um, you. Uh, send us a, a, an email with your address and we will uh, stalk you. Um, <laughs> That's true. We'll be back next week with uh, more on the Reagans and the war on drugs. And I'll try and get Ray to stick to a chronological uh, discussion and not just fucking roam all good, over the place. Good luck with that. Yeah, right. You better get back to school, little boy. Ow! Get your ass to jail! Ow! Hey, what the hell are you doing? You can't do that!
0: Hey, wait a minute. You're just a kid! Maybe this would teach you to listen to us-